Hey, how are ya? It is Boston Rob. Let me ask you, are you trusting God enough? For those who don't believe, are you believing in yourself enough? Is there something happening in your life? Maybe you're worrying about it and you just kind of got to let go, let God. You've done all you could. I don't know for the non-believers, the atheists and agnostics. I used to laugh because, you know, in old-timey language, I don't know if it would be Latin or what, but Gnostic meant wisdom, the, the people who had all the knowledge. So agnostic, I feel like, meant without knowledge. I don't know. Is that the Latin breakdown of it? Agnostic without knowing. <laughs> but for those people that don't believe, what do you do? What do you say? Let go, let luck? I don't know. But stop worrying, okay? You're just putting yourself through the ringer twice. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Nothing else you can do about it. So this is the Boston Rob Show. We don't always start like that, but I felt like that that message was for somebody. I feel like a psychic right now. Is there anybody here needing a message? Uh, let go and let God? <laughs> oh, God, I get lonely on this podcast. I got to have somebody on with me. Maybe I'll ask my wife if she'll podcast with me. But... This, the Boston Rob Show, it's like a goodwill hunting for your ears. We'll laugh. You might cry. It's not your fault, Will. Most importantly, we're calling out those that are suspect. And let me tell you, I haven't podcasted in a little bit. I, I'm sorry about that. For my new listeners, I say I podcast every other day. The past week, I have been able to. Uh, I have two shows that I created on YouTube which I film, edit, host, everything myself. When I have to film those and edit those, it kind of becomes all-consuming. So the podcast got put on the back burner. But I'm telling you, if you're a new listener, subscribe now. You'll be alerted every other day because I'm back at it. Uh, my shows, if you want to check them out, I'll plug it at the end of the podcast. But one is a paranormal adventure show. And I'm telling you, if you don't believe in God, you watch this show might change your mind because some of the stuff that happens how, how do you explain it how do you explain the supernatural you can't there's something else there i don't know how you can't believe in the divine just uh, i don't want to get into that because we got to call out those that are suspect okay there's a woman accusing joe biden of being too kind and she's violated <laughs> and then donald trump the leader of the free world so weird to say that he wants to close the southern border like it's a effing door give me a break with this guy oh my god and from what has come from that it's incredible you can tell so much about america by the headlines that have come out of this border closing story i will read them to you i will tell you about them and we'll go through all of it on the Boston Rob show. So Lucy Flores, this is the name of the lady who is saying Joe Biden was too kind to her. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I mean, there's an effing me too movement going on where people, women are coming forward. They're being courageous to say that they were victimized. We're on the heels of this R Kelly story where there's like Stockholm syndrome happening. And Lucy Flores felt brave enough to come forward and say, Joe Biden smelt her hair and gave her a kiss on the head. How did she survive? <laughs> it's serious. I wonder if this woman's like embarrassed telling the story again and again. 
you see her on these different news outlets being interviewed. And the way she tells the story, I guess because, you know, she has a little bit more of a dramatic flair. She's telling her Joe Biden story as if it was a chapter in Fifty Shades of Grey. But every time I see it, I'm like, God, are you embarrassed? Like, what do you say to somebody after that? Like, oh, so did you tell him personal space? You know, did you learn to speak up for yourself yet? Because you weren't violated. Okay. He put his hands on your shoulders and smelt your hair. Yeah, it's weird. You're going to live. <laughs> you know, it's like some of these people have to go to therapy for years and years and years because they were seriously assaulted. Because they stuff was done against their will. They were violated. This lady, I, I hate to think if she has a grandpa or anybody in her life that might be, you know, the intimate greeter type, like my family in New York. Everybody kisses on the cheek. I don't know. It's like an Italian. I, I don't even know if it's an Italian thing. It's like a New York thing. You greet, you kiss on each cheek, and then you're on your way. Sometimes it's on the lips. It's family. I mean, it's weird growing up, but you just, you're like, yeah, whatever. You know what? They're, they're old people. They're older. They're, and that's how they do things. Imagine if we had an Italian president. He'd kiss everybody on the cheek and on the lips. People would be losing, the, or Lucy Flores would be losing her ish. I don't understand how anybody, after the stuff that came out about Trump, he set the bar so low for our, our moral ground with the president. that it's like, really? You're complaining about being kissed on the forehead? <laughs> like, really? Are you okay? Is that what people say to her after? Are you all right? How, how did you, how did you get the courage up to talk about this one? It's like, this is her direct quote, okay? Lucy Flores, she was a former Nevada politician. She was in the state assembly. What is that? Is that even important? Do they just decide on like what time the state parks open and close? I don't know what they do, but she must be up for re-election. Maybe she's trying to hawk a book. You know, I don't know how she's doing all these news outlets and not being like terrified of thinking that, you know, people are, think she's a joke because this was her direct quote out of the article she wrote where she came forward with this allegation. She said, I never experienced anything so blatantly inappropriate and unnerving before. Now, mind you, all Joe Biden did was come up behind her, smell her hair and kiss her on the forehead or kiss her on the top of the head. Not even the forehead. <laughs> Like, not even the forehead. It was like through her hair. Yeah, maybe it's a little creepy. But at what point do you think that's assault? Or do you think that's like, you know, anything more than just saying like, hey, personal space, turning around and going, Joe, personal space, please. And that's it. It's over. If this is the most inappropriate and unnerving thing that this woman has been through, she's lived a pretty charmed life. Like, you've lived an incredibly blessed life. You should be thankful. You should be doing news outlet, outlets saying, I've had the most fortunate upbringing ever of any woman on earth because this is what rattled me to my core. And that's how she's acted, too. It's I just don't understand why the news keeps interviewing her and talking about it. And they act like, oh... You know, <laughs> that's the best part. The news is like, and a second woman has come forward saying Joe Biden patted her on the back too long. You're like, what the F, man? Just stop it with all this. I get that there's a real Me Too movement happening. Cover those stories. Let's call these people out. Let's let's shine some light in the shadows. This isn't 
This isn't shady. This wasn't done in the shadows. There's pictures of Joe Biden doing this. What is he, a serial forehead kisser? A serial hair smeller? Is he guilty of, like, being as charming and as inappropriate as your grandpa? Give me a break. This woman, man, it's killing me. You're suspect, all right? I don't know what she's up to, but there's got to be a book or some kind of re-election going on because all she had to do was speak up and walk away. Game over. There's photos of Joe Biden doing all this kind of, you know, intimate greeting stuff. I don't think any of it, especially after Donald Trump. Donald Trump was talking about, like, finger-banging girls to make Billy Bush laugh. And America just didn't brushed it off. I mean, after that, you know, <laughs> and some of the other stuff he's accused of. Shark Week, spanking with newspapers. How about having an affair right after one of your kids is born with a porn star? Really? That's kind of unnerving to me. Not some old dude kissing you on top of the head. Give me a break, Lucy Flores, you suspect. I want to talk about Trump closing the border. I lived in San Diego, which is a border town for a decade, over a decade. And let me tell you, there's hundreds, if not thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people that depend on that border every day for their jobs, for their livelihood, for their lives, for their family. And America has the balls when he says that to run a headline that says, if the border closes, we'll run out of avocados in three weeks. <laughs> That's the story. That's the story here. Not like how many people it will affect, all the families that will affect, but soccer moms, yoga moms won't have their freaking avocados. They won't have their healthy fats. Oh, F you, America. Give me a break. Oh, if that's the thing that's going to upset people to not want the border closed. Oh, I don't know what to say. We'll talk about that next. All right, I'm going to talk about Trump's tantrum and trying to close the southern border in a minute. But first, I wanted to tell you about something that my daughter, who is in preschool, brought home. I, I couldn't believe this. But the circus is in town, literally. They set up tents. They set up the big top in the mall parking lot, and they're in town. And I saw this driving by the other day, and I made a note to myself. All right, when I am with the children, I cannot go down this road. I cannot let them see it. They will tantrum me to death and try to hold me hostage to take them there and the circus ain't cheap okay if you look up tickets it's like 25 dollars a pop and that's bad seats it gets up to like 60 75 it's unreal to see a circus nowadays but i also have another conflict i didn't want to take my kids to a circus where it's like dumbo you know we're like they're making animals jump off of high things and jump through fiery hoops or at least that's what i remember from the one time I went to the circus as a little kid. I always thought, you know, it was so dangerous that they were a traveling caravan bringing these apex predators everywhere, you know? Well, not, not so much elephants. Elephants aren't predators, but they're apex in their own right. But, like, I always thought, like, what happens if there's a fender bender? One of the cages opens and, like, there's elephants, you know, in Massachusetts running around. <laughs> or a tiger. Or just even a bear. I mean, that's terrifying. I would not want to open my door and see a bear strolling down the street. I'm glad I live in a suburban slash urban area. 
<laughs> those people that live in Alaska or I don't know if you saw the video of the people in Russia that had polar bears outside their door. I'm like, God, you have to live with a couple of guns if you live close within range of polar bears. But that is my conflict now. You know, I take the kids to the zoo once a year on my daughter's birthday. But that, you know, you hope that they're helping preserve and teach kids about animals and it's not so much making them do tricks that's the difference that i see within the circus and zoos but not here to debate that it's just an internal conflict i have so i was hoping that my kids would not find out about it lo and behold i pick up my daughter from school bringing her home and she's like oh dad the circus is in town she's in preschool and i'm like wait how do you know about this and she says her friend told her but when we get home i open her little folder where the teacher sends stuff home every day and there's an effing flyer for the circus in it saying like the proceeds on the opening night will go to the school or a portion of them but i thought like yo for broke folks for the broke families in the class how are you sending this home and telling the kids there's a circus in town that's just cruel because you know a lot of these kids aren't going to be able to afford to go the ones that can, awesome. But does the school have to promote it? Like, do you have to make my job as a parent harder telling these kids no, they can't go just because you're getting a buck from every ticket sold that night? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And on top of that, like, you know, I have to have the conversation with my wife. Now my kids know. I go, hey, just so you know, the circus is in town. You know, I was hoping that they wouldn't find out. They did. <laughs> it's like trying to keep stuff from them. And... We look at each other. We don't even say a word. I know what she's thinking. I know what I'm thinking. And I'm like, let me look it up. Because we're both thinking, like, we don't want to go show the kids animals doing tricks. Especially, like, tigers or stuff my daughter loves. My daughter, just so you know, she wants to grow up to be a vet, take care of big cats, go to the savannah, all this stuff. So we don't want her seeing, you know, she'll have too many questions. And it might might make her upset and turn her into, you know, a protester at a very early age, which we just want her to enjoy her childhood. But I go on to the, the circus's website, and I go, hey, honey, you know what? This doesn't even look like the circus I knew. This looks like a Cirque du Soleil, where it's like a lot of acrobatic things and a lot of juggling. I haven't even seen an animal on here. In fact, it looked like it was more geared till tw to 21 up, because every setting looked like somebody was drinking beers at a dingy lit bar inside of a circus tent so i'm telling her like yo there's no animals then i scroll down and guess what the only animal is on their website that i could find a dog how insane is that that the circus now i love it by the way i think this is rad if the traveling circuses now only involve dogs and it's all dog tricks <laughs> and it's a bunch of dog trainers i would actually go and see that I would feel good about that. As long as the dogs are, you know, being treated good, getting an equal equal wage to cats. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that going to be the next thing? Speaking of the equal wage thing, I just, I got to bring this up. Okay. I wasn't planning on talking about this. I couldn't believe that the national news talked about this because the story was over and dead. Okay. Now I know the, the news story of fair pay, equal pay, women and men. That story has not gone away, and that shouldn't. That injustice needs to be, that wrong needs to be righted. Um, but the story about Michelle Williams, do you remember this one? Hopefully you just said who, because that proves my point. If you went who? Michelle Williams, who's that? Yeah. A B-list celebrity 
And this is no dig on her. It's just the truth. It's like, yeah, she's done a couple of good movies. But all in all, it's like outside of Manchester by the Sea and all the money in the world, because that's the movie that this new story is about. What do you know her from? But then when I say Mark Wahlberg, oh, yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I mean, he dates back decades now. He is a global international icon for underwear. And then he's a good actor. (laughs) But the story is making its rounds in the news again, because I guess they're quoting Michelle Williams as saying she was paralyzed when she found out that she had made less than $1,000 to reshoot her scenes in All the Money in the World. And Mark Wahlberg got paid one point something million. Well, this is the worst. This is just a non-news story. And it's the worst example of pay inequality because they're both represented by the same agency and they're on different tiers. I would imagine that the agents have like tiers for their clients. Mark Wahlberg probably has a book schedule all year round. That's why he wakes up at two in the morning to pray and work out because this dude can't fit enough hours into the day to get stuff done. Michelle Williams, I'm guessing like when they asked her to do reshoot, she was like, yeah, I got nothing going on. I'd love to help, (laughs) you know? This is a bad example for pay inequality, folks. But it came up last year. And when it came up last year and everybody got pissed off, unrightfully so, they just like to get offended and go, yeah, see, women aren't getting paid like men. But when it comes to like a talent thing, and when it's not just like two people are working at a cashier and the man's getting more, like that's a perfect example. Because a man shouldn't get more just because he's a man. They're both doing the same job, no talent needed. It's just a basic necessity job. You know, it's one of those standard jobs where you could plug in any person. It should not depend on your gender or how much you get paid. Now, when we're talking about a talent, like an acting, a sport, an art, this is where it's like you can't compare things because Mark Wahlberg, who's going to draw just on his name, people are going to go see that movie because it's him. And Michelle Williams, people go, oh, she's in a movie? Great. Good for her. That's what they'll say. She gets the old good for her. Mark Williams, people, I mean, Mark Wahlberg, people are like, wow, I got to see that. Look at this flick that he's in. Nobody cares that it's Michelle Williams. So the fact that she was paralyzed, a little dramatic flair. That's, I would say, that's her best acting role yet. Her saying that she's been paralyzed learning that Mark Wahlberg made all that money. <laughs> for the reshoots and she didn't it's so sad that people are crying wolf so often nowadays especially in a situation like this where it's like yo the agents worked out the deal i'm sure the agents went mark is so busy to carve out that time to reshoot it's going to cost him this much money or michelle williams is who knows you know auditioning for other roles she's not burning through cash because she's got to reshoot a movie for whatever i hate that the news does this I hate that people think that like, this is an important thing. Like take some hard workers, some, some, some genuine wage inequality stories and run with those just because there's a name draw to it. doesn't mean that, you know, it's good for the cause. This one especially isn't because you can look up that Mark Wahlberg back in January donated all of his reshoot money over a million bucks to a legal fund to help this in Michelle Williams name. So he donated that money. If and, and none of the news stories that I've read so far wrote that at the end. None of them 
said like, hey, Michelle Williams said she was paralyzed. And by the way, Mark Wahlberg heard about this and did, you know, did good all on his own and donated that money. It's effing ridiculous. And you see her out there standing in front of a podium because I guess she's going to Capitol Hill to talk about wage inequality. She shouldn't be the one, folks. You're pleading your case totally in the wrong way. If anything, she should be the, the poster boy for why you need to have talent in Hollywood to get that much pay. Because she's unrecognizable. Very un, very forgettable. <laughs> That's why when I said, you know, the Michelle Williams story? And you went, who? And I had to remind you. But I say Mark Wahlberg. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm going to talk about the closing the border story. But I got to I gotta talk about Lori Laughlin. She's the, the Fuller House Aunt Becky, the mom in the college bribery scandal. Now, it's not so much about her, but her surrounding cast and friends, they've been trying to get, like, a statement from Bob Saget, John Stamos, Candid Camera. I mean, <laughs> Candid Camera. Candace Cameron. <laughs> and Candace, I guess on, like, the Nick Kids' Choice Awards, made a statement with... Uh, the the other girls in the cast, I don't know all their names, Kimmy Gibbler and Jody Sweeten. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. And they said, hey, we're a family. We stick together through thick and thin. Which I thought, okay, that was a good way to like say, hey, we love you, but we're not commenting. But then she came out again and said like, hey, you know what? We love her. And she said something else. I, f- I forget what it was. And Bob Saget even, he was quoted by TMC saying, you can't help who you love. You love who you love in this world, and life is difficult. John Stamos is the only one I still respect out of this because he said, you know what, I'm not ready to comment. And I thought, that's smart because Bob Saget and Candace Cameron, these a-holes, it's, it just shows like how out of touch you are if you have that much money that you think like, oh, like I'm just going to stick by her. She just wanted the best for her kids. If that's your mindset... And you can't go, listen, I love this person, but their actions are heinous. What they did was horrible. They thought they could just rig the system, F all these other kids over that are working hard. And you can't say that? I mean, isn't that true, love? I know there's plenty of families that can say like, hey, I love my brother, I love my sister, but what they did was wrong. You can say that. That's okay. That doesn't mean you don't love someone. It just means like, hey... You agree they made a bad choice and hopefully they regret it. Hopefully they apologize for it. They have remorse. But what Bob Saget's saying and Candace, I just, I've never liked Bob Saget. I thought he's always tried so hard to like fight his role from Fuller House that he just did like crappy fart jokes. No pun intended. (laughs) But he just did like this awful stand-up comedy that was like, yeah, any third grader can say what you're saying, buddy. It's not a talent to go up there and just be gross. Say something that's clever or funny, you know? Put together something else besides you want to sleep with all the girls that were your pretend daughters. And he said that. It's it's the shock value. It's like Howard Stern. But Howard actually had some talent. You know, he did things cleverly. He did things in a way that, you know, outsmarted the system. Bob Saget's just like trying to... I hate this attention grabbing. That's what it is. It's like the Lucy Flores... Oh, Joe Biden, kiss me on the forehead. Get over yourself. He's done it to a ton of broads, and he does it in front of the cameras. It's not a big deal. Michelle Williams, I was paralyzed. Get over yourself. You're not the international superstar celebrity icon. You didn't pose for Calvin Klein ads. You didn't have a good vibrations hit, 
Okay, <laughs> like, get over. Bring bring the noise with that. I guarantee you get paid a million dollars. Same with Bob Saget. It's like, oh, we get it. You played a, a stay-at-home dad or a, a dad who is a clean freak on a TV show, and you don't want that persona outside. So you have to say like really vulgar things to make people think like, oh wow, he's cool. You fooled a lot of people, but I mean, I'll never pay money to see your stand-up. And this is a prime example. It's like, oh, you love who you love and life is complicated. That's your statement. You can't go, life's not that complicated. She had a lot of money. She should have let her daughter get in on merit, not pose for a fake row, row team picture. Like, that's that's gross. <laughs> but these people live in a bubble, man. Oh, you can condemn people's actions and still love them. That's totally okay. It's holding people accountable. That's, in fact, that's like what I would think the people that really love you will do. They'll go, hey, I love you so much. I got to tell you, like, this is out of line. Not, hey, you know what? Life's difficult. I get it. You tried to <laughs> cheat all these poor kids out of a spot in school because your daughter just wanted to go to game days and party. Effing, oh, these effing people. I'm getting, I'm getting too angry. It's too early in the morning. Let's talk about the border closing. Then I'm going to wrap up this podcast. So, Trump throwing a tantrum, wants to close the border. Listen, when I lived in San Diego, there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that cross that border every day for work, family, school. It, it's crazy that people aren't like upset about this and like, dude, you can't do that to people whose live, livelihood depends on it. And the headlines that came from this are effing. <laughs> it says so much about American values. After the border closing story, the headline was avocados will run out in three weeks if Trump closes the border. And I thought, really, America, like our motivator to not want the political agenda of closing the border to be food. Like, that's what motivates us. (laughs) Our healthy fats. Yoga moms are only going to pay attention if they're like, hey, no more guacamole. The truth is, is like 40 percent of our fruit comes from Mexico. If listen, I buy fresh fruit for the kids all the time. If you do, just look at the labels. It will say mid-Mexico, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, so much of it. So, I mean, it's more than avocados, but it's funny how that was the attention grabber for America. I hope the border doesn't close down for all my friends, family, people in San Diego, because I couldn't even, I don't know what will happen. I know a lot of people will, you know, be impacted in a negative way. So hopefully cooler heads prevail and this tantrum does not close the southern border down because that would i mean i don't even know and and like the border patrol agents i don't know what happens to them if they close it they still get to work or not or god too many people affected by that by this tantrum the president's having listen uh i told you about my youtube shows my youtube channel you can go to youtube.com backslash c as in creator backslash Boston Rob R O B B. That is my channel. You can go subscribe. Uh, I will be getting to a podcast every other day. Okay. I'm getting back to it. I'm going to carve out time to do this and film, edit, host my YouTube shows. I thank you so much for listening. You mean the world to me, my listeners. And because I'm wrapping up right now, please, please, please scroll down in iTunes to where the rating is. Click five stars. Leave a comment too. Leave a review. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear. I thank you so, so much for listening. As always, from me, Boston Rob, to you, much love, spread love. Peace.